whether you eat or drink. Whatever you do. 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 Or whatever you do. Do all to the glory of God. Welcome to Whatever You Do. I'm Danny. And I'm Abby. We're just best friends trying to figure out how to bring glory to God in whatever you do. Hi, guys. Hello. We are really digging deep to find some pep. Where's your pep, Abby? (laughs) You were displaying a lot more pep as soon as I turned on the microphone than I thought we were. I don't feel that I have this pep, but I feel that if I... Fake it till you make it. If I have the amount of pep that... I feel naturally welling up inside of me. <laughs> it's going to be real, real rough. I feel like sometimes we sometimes we talk fast and sometimes we talk slow and sometimes we start out talking slow and then we get real fast. Yes. And mm-hmm. So, I don't know. We, I know we say this often that we don't know what we're going to be talking about when we start the podcast, but sometimes we don't know what we're going to be talking about and sometimes we really really don't know what we're <laughs> going to be talking clue. about i feel like that's more of one of these times i mean i guess other at other points in the week we've talked about some very broad ideas like one phrase ideas with no depth and we haven't thought about the that since probably i don't know some days ago yeah which May not sound like that long ago, but this point in our lives, things we talked about this morning feel like a really long time ago. So, um, yeah. I'm, How are you feeling? I'm 27 weeks pregnant today. I'm Does feeling... that? I always forget. Is that when it switches over to the third trimester or 28? I always say 28. Just okay. And you say 14 weeks. Into the second, right? Yeah, I mean, because those first two weeks really, I mean, you're not technically even pregnant. Right. So. I just was curious. I always forget, like, when it actually changes. I don't know. I think different people have different ideas of it. I think some people say 27 weeks is. Not that it, like, matters at all as far as, like, (laughs) it meaning anything different. I was just curious. Yeah, I'm... I'm approaching it, that shifting time. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a lot of left-sided tightness in my body, which has been really different than I've ever experienced any time in my life. Left-sided tightness, the majority, like, stemming from your back hip, right? I think that's where it culminates, but I feel like it goes all the way into my head, all mm. the way down my neck. It... There's like a spot in my shoulder that really sometimes starts to feel only on the left side. Yes, my mm-hmm. left, my whole left side feels short even after I get adjusted, and I can like stretch normally on my right side and my left side. It's like I can hardly hmm. reach to touch my toes, and I don't know. And it goes all the way down my leg, and so I don't know what that has been about, but it's been kind of awkward and yeah uncomfortable but I've been trying to work out more regularly this week today was the only day that I didn't 
run or swim or something in the morning. Nice. I guess not just mornings because yesterday I swam at lunchtime, but yeah. So your schedule has been in full swing. Yes. And waking up and getting breakfast and having family breakfast. We've been eating breakfast at 730. Today was the first day that I didn't eat anything. I hate breakfast. Yes. I'm so not a breakfast person and... Which is so funny because I'm like, couldn't be more opposite. Tim started waking up early and making me breakfast every morning. And I like literally like stumble into the kitchen and I sit down, like barely have opened my eyes and he like places a plate of food in front of me. And it's like the most glorious thing that I'm like, I even said to him yesterday, I'm like, this probably feels so strange to you to watch me like want to eat the second my eyes open. I just (laughs) can't even... Tim hates it too. Every day I'm like forcing myself because it's breakfast time and I know I need to eat and I know that in order to get good calories and I need to eat and it is like torture every single day. I've been loving breakfast time with our family, mm-hmm. like the family time. I've been loving all sitting down together. We don't have a lot of family dinners because, well, number one, we do a lot of Brown town dinners mm-hmm. with all three families, and we have reach group dinner, and we do dinner after church on Sunday nights. And um, but usually the nights that aren't brown town dinner, like tonight, we didn't eat together, and you guys just ate as a family. Well, no, Tim no, worked. Tim worked, but <laughs> I mean, typically, yeah, I guess you guys would eat as a family. But Chip is working most of the nights that we're not. I mean, sometimes he's even working when we all eat dinner together. Mm-hmm. So, we eat lunch together, but it's not... It's like kind of a rushed, in the middle of the day, in the middle of the schedule. You know, we're plating up food and handing it to kids, and they're starting to eat half of it before we even sit down and we do like end up sitting down and praying together and everything but it just isn't I feel like it's a quick time and Mm -hmm. I don't know so these breakfasts have been nice been doing our catechism review and singing and praying for different things and just kind of fitting in more regular family worship and Mm -hmm. Then we go straight from breakfast into the living room and do the Bible reading challenge together as a family um, before we even get started into any chores or mm-hmm. getting dressed or whatever. Yeah. And so that's also been nice to just know. It's always a hard, I think we already talked about this, but the shift from the summer Bible reading challenge that's four yes. chapters a day and have Saturdays is kind of every mm-hmm. Saturday a catch-up day to now it's six chapters a day and there are still catch-up days but not as often yeah so it feels really daunting if you get if you miss even a day in behind yeah but it's been really just a nice time and i've been i think today was one of the first day we days we didn't get all of our school done that we had scheduled, but part of that was because I forgot to bring some flashcards I really needed for Titus for Logic of English over to Chip's parents' house while we were dog-sitting. 
And so I couldn't do it without, I, mm-hmm. it just wouldn't have been very productive and the lesson would have been like half of it was using the flashcards. Mm-hmm. That, so I just didn't do that with him. And I also accidentally brought Riken science books over for the twins science that I was supposed to do oh. with them. So then by the time we got back home, we had a play date with friends and they've been here all day. And then, um, I'm actually still watching the kids while their parents went out tonight. Shout out to <laughs> Jamie and Haley and Peyton and Ethan. I know Jamie was telling me that one time they were listening and I said something about a play date and Ethan was like, I think she's talking about us. And we had just had a play date <laughs> with them. But this is for you, Ethan, if you are listening to this. Um, you know they listen. They're regulars. That's cute. So, they're watching a movie with my kids right now, but it's just been a... We didn't get back to school. I probably could have this afternoon, but... We had some things to talk about. Did we? say Well, we had to say goodbye to our friends. I was going to say, I don't even feel like we had that much... Well, we were talking about the baby, baby blessing, blessing we're doing for our, Melissa tomorrow. Yes, and then our friends... <laughs> We're moving tomorrow morning early. Came over to give us their food. (laughs) They knew we'd use it. (laughs) Um, And then I was taking a meal to someone, and I lost my keys, and I had to borrow Abby's car. That is when it's really handy to... Be neighbors. Yes. And we're dog-sitting, and we're cat-sitting for two different places and so I had to go feed the cat and then go feed the dogs and make dinner and yeah so science and logic of English didn't get done today but we still got history done for all the kids we still got Spanish done for all the kids piano done for all the kids logic of English done for the twins and Brinley math done for Titus and I feel like this has been much like has been the most consistent I've right. ever been with school ever and I think it's been almost two full weeks now so yeah. keep it that up. feels like forever you guys I know that's so sad but two full weeks is like a major accomplishment of of getting everything done mm-hmm. yes for sure yeah I can't get enough salt water oh I know I'm having, like, weird salt problems when I put a bunch of salt in my water, but it doesn't taste like salt water. It tastes good. Like normal water. Yeah. And when I drink regular water, I'm like, this tastes gross Hmm. when it's filtered and... Yeah. Well... I think I have a salt shortage. I don't have a salt shortage. I feel very large today yeah i keep going through these like this has been a really weird pregnancy for you super weird with like because i feel like it's normal for me to have a lot of fluid and measure ahead and have like a really big belly and that is annoying to me but it feels really normal to Mm -hmm. me but i feel like you're doing the same thing this time but also in a really weird way that like feel like I'll have a week or two weeks even of like feeling I don't feel that like I don't feel that big I don't feel that like 
Well, I think that's how mine is. It's a fl- it definitely fluctuates. But it just feels like I'll wake up and I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't breathe. It's like yeah, that's it's usually like what happens for me with welled the, up overnight and. Yeah. I feel like that's what happens with the amniotic fluid imbalances, where it feels like a very up and down thing that doesn't just, like, stay. It's like there's days where you feel awful and you feel huge, but then you'll kind of almost go back to feeling really normal and feeling smaller. Yesterday I felt really large, and then but today I feel even larger, and I'm like, I don't know... It's like my body hasn't adjusted to being, yeah, like to growing no, in the I, last day that it just feels yeah. like I can't breathe, everything's tight. I feel terrible. And I don't want clothes on. And mm-hmm. See, you're just understanding more of how mm-hmm. God's giving you a look into my pregnancy feelings. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, was it the last pregnancy or the one before that that... I said something about how I never wanted clothes on it during pregnancy. And Abby's like, I want, like, layers over my belly and support. And I just can't yep. even imagine not wanting all of these things. And I'm like, oh, well, I don't know. Yeah. And now she's like, I'm with you. Uh-huh. Just bear that belly to the world. Yeah, totally. And you're having the hip, I mean, not hip, rib, rib pain. Rib pain. Yeah. yeah. And that only, I also feel like that only happens when I have like Does a yours really radiate large... into your back right behind yes. it too? Mm-hmm. It's like the exact like same both... spot on the back that's like on the front. I like that we're both pointing to it like as if the people. It's on our right to... side. We both get it in the same spot on our right side. It's like feels like the ribs are separating. And... Yeah. It's like a tight back and a tight rib cage. And... Yeah. The front is definitely worse than the back for me, but. Yes. It, yeah. The back almost feels like. You don't notice it exactly, but if you press on it or yes. something, you're like, yeah. oh, yeah, that is also not comfortable. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I am. Well, if I'm 27 weeks, then it I'll means be you're 20... approaching 25. I'm... Oh, yeah. I keep wanting to say I'm 23, and then I'm like. No, you're not. Okay, so I'm almost 25, which sounds a lot further than 23 does. But I, I was just about to say 23. but That you were going to be 20? No, like that, that I was... are 23 yeah. and you were going to... Yeah. No, nope, so. you're going to be 25. That's always an exciting time when you miscalculate that way. Well, that makes me feel better. Because I was the worst is when you think like all week, like I'm gonna be thirty weeks this week, and then you get to the end of the week and you're like, oh, I'm only twenty nine. Like I just yes, I know. That's the worst. Is like you feel like you go backwards a whole week, and it's kind of it makes me feel a lot better though because I was just measuring my fundal height tonight, and it was twenty seven or twenty eight inches, and I was like, no centimeters. Oh yeah, Mm -hmm. it's not inches, guys. (laughs) That would be a major problem. Twenty-eight. Imagine how huge that would be. Twenty-eight centimeters, and I was thinking in my head, I'm only twenty-three weeks. Like that is like a really large gap. But now I'm like, oh, that's not as big. It's only three and a half gap. Yeah, much better. Just get it down before Debbie starts measuring it. Mm -hmm. It's not supposed to be more than two. According I don't think I've ever had it more than two centimeters outside of the... That's why I'm saying I feel I know. like this pregnancy feels so different for you because... Mm-hmm. 
What's that kid in there doing? Trying to be like his friends? Maybe. Peer like, pressure. I feel like you're just rubbing off on me and forcing me to grow a bigger baby or something. Maybe. Maybe that's the case. So, I'm feeling large tonight, but not always like that. So, I feel like I still have plenty of better days and fine days of getting things accomplished and done. And so, tonight just happens to not be one of those. Yeah. Did you have an okay day or was your whole day like that? Mm, No, I had an okay day. I went and ran like a bunch of errands and so... Yeah, my day was better. I'm just, I mean, and also the fact that Tim was working through dinner and you put the kids to bed. Did he help put the kids to bed? No, he and hasn't so, come out of his office really. I know he has like tons to do, and yeah, but I do think that that yes, just compounds the mm-hmm. it's like the physical exhaustion, but then kind of when you're not used to that and it's just different. Yes. The overall exhaustion of the whole thing can be wearing um so now that we are 17 minutes into nothingness sorry guys (laughs) we try to be peppy but (laughs) i don't feel like we're very exciting um we know we have a back plan always now of birth stories because we have only one down one down and a whole bunch more we could talk about but we finally remembered we last week we were like we feel like there was something we were gonna talk about that then we couldn't remember what it was but then we remembered after the fact what it Mm was and it kind of had to do with the two previous weeks of the idea of Mom shaming mm-hmm. versus educating or encouraging, encouraging or just talking about your own experience, experiences, and also facts about things and mm-hmm. things people may not know, and how it seems like the words. Mom, she. We we acknowledge that there is truly a sector of people and discussions that absolutely inappropriately go out of their way to try to make other moms feel bad about their choices, bad or guilty or. Or just are mean, mm-hmm. mean-spirited, or whatever the case may be. Over lots of, I mean, not just birth, but... No, over a lot of all different... All motherhood, parenting decisions and choices and... Right. They might feel passionate about a decision, but go about talking about it in a way that is very... I mean, just kind of ungraciously done... Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, but we also see probably more than that when things, when, when people do try to talk about choices or things or pros and cons or risks and benefits regarding a lot of different areas. If someone has made 
one of the decisions that's being told like well there are risks with that that typically the risks aren't brought up it immediately if it brings about any amount of feeling like maybe I didn't know everything that I could have or should have and Mm -hmm. I consented to that thing without really realizing what I was consenting to and there's any amount of this sort of feeling of regret or or guilt over it, or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be, then it's thrown back on whoever tried to bring these things to light as that they're shaming me, mm-hmm. that they're just trying to make me feel guilty and that it's this mom shame. Like, one of the things I hear a lot about um, is, like, breastfeeding versus formula feeding and people feeling mom-shamed by even the like hashtag of breast Breast is best best. and how that hashtag is so horrible and that people who like promote that and the ideas of that are mom shaming which when you look at the education that's trying to be done of breastfeeding and formula feeding are not equal to each other as far as like the benefits they give to like the nutrients and the things that like God created breast milk to do is not equal in the same exact thing as formula. Even when you understand the way that a mom's immune system and antibodies can respond directly to the baby and the baby's saliva even and like be able to produce very specific Mm -hmm. things for what the baby needs. But even like saying that and acknowledging any of that. For some people, especially Im- if they've had issues with breastfeeding. Yes. Or have wanted to, or for whatever reason have made the decision. Not to. That for their situation, it wasn't the best choice. Mm-hmm. It can really make some people go to the extreme of saying that anyone who's talking about those things are now trying to shame them Mm -hmm. and I think we just want to be clear that we understand that a lot of the things we talk about can be taken in those ways but Mm -hmm. we don't agree that it's shaming people right um now to be clear again I have seen but much more rarely, like, true intent to shame moms. Um, but we just really need to be careful not to cross the lines of whether it's shaming versus trying to share education. Right. Honestly, also, picking through when people do have make different decisions for their own families and their own circumstances and even being able to acknowledge I know we use you as an example a lot and you haven't at this point decided to make this choice or had to make this choice but with breastfeeding I feel Mm -hmm. like it's always kind of in the background of like I feel like it's a question on the table of like am I gonna do what it takes to try to like push through and nurse this baby like yeah. and I feel like every time you have another baby the circumstance has changed more like you have more responsibility on your plate yeah there's it's just 
different. And in some ways, I feel like at this point, God has gifted you with knowing, like having different resources, knowing different ways your body responds, like knowing different right. things you can do. So there's more experience in it, and, but it hasn't made ever made it like smooth easy. sailing, right? <laughs> like not even close. <laughs> and so there's a difference between being able to just acknowledge like this may still not even be ideal or what I like wish was the best for my family. Mm -hmm. But in this case, maybe it is what is best for my family. But I think that's kind of the difference is say this next baby, I choose to not nurse at all. And I choose to just give formula as like feeling like that's the best decision for my family. I can still choose that and be thankful for formula and be thankful that like God has provided other ways and that my baby isn't going to starve, but still acknowledge that breast milk is better. Right. Breast is best in that. Like, but it's not best. It's not only. Right. It's not like the only thing. It's not the only good thing. It's not the only way. But I can still acknowledge that if I were looking at just... If I want to give my baby breast milk or formula, I can acknowledge that breast milk would be better for my baby. Right. But for a multitude of reasons, different people can choose that. Yes, they can still acknowledge that, but still feel like they need to choose to formula feed their baby. Right. And a lot of it is coming down to having confidence in the decisions you make. And yes. And not just going along with something. And knowing why you're making them. And, and being able to acknowledge that if you've made a decision that you look back on and you're not necessarily in full agreement with it anymore and it's not like you don't feel like you made the best choice, not feeling like you have to convince yourself and defend it right? if it doesn't seem like it was a you good agree choice. with it anymore. Right. I think there's a lot of times that women want to hold on to whatever they did that because of the information that they had at the time or even if the they know better they now through or whatever they want to defend that decision and not have to say and acknowledge like I actually I'm really sad that I made that choice and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sad I did it that way and I wish I wouldn't have and I wish I would have known this and I think there's something to be said about being able to just acknowledge those things and yeah, and the ways that you can then encourage and support other women mm-hmm. in things and maybe encourage them to make a different choice or push through things that are hard or, or sometimes just saying, like, this wasn't ideal, but I, I think sometimes even apart from, like, like, maybe you really chose what just felt the easiest at that time. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, it was the easiest for me. And I know it wasn't ideal, but it was just what I decided to do. And I'm fine with that. But just being confident in that and not worrying about mm-hmm. having to justify it or yeah, whatever the case may be. Um, and overall, I feel like we as women can just be really sensitive and emotional over the decisions that we've made well we want to we want to feel affirmed we want to feel like we're doing a good job we want to feel right all i these just mean more so, so than like men men they're not having these like dad shaming conversations because right. they don't carry the like 
as much emotion with their decisions right. as women do. Right. And a lot of these topics regarding birth and, like, feeding your babies and stuff mm-hmm. really are more... I mean, they're so intimately attached to your actual physical self yeah. that I think that makes a big difference in it, too. Um, so what are the problems with not having the conversations that could be interpreted and labeled as mom shaming? I would say that then then it just gets portrayed like it doesn't matter that information, knowledge, education, none of it matters because all choices are completely and 100% equal to each other as far as benefit. And you're not actually then making educated decisions on whatever choices are before you because the conversations and education isn't being had because people are too afraid to mom shame or too afraid to you know offend somebody with right their point of view or their um resources and the things and the knowledge that they carry because i think the other really interesting thing is when you look at the circles of people that you're in Mm -hmm. you know we kind of tend to be in a circle of people i feel like who thinks really similarly as we do on a lot of things, maybe not quite to the extent that we do on some of these things, but overall, I can walk through my days not feeling like I get a lot of flack for home birthing, breastfeeding, mm-hmm. homeschooling, just all these different things that I do. If it, it, Most people that I talk to, it like just sort of take it in stride and it's yeah. not that big of a deal. Even if they think you're crazy behind your back. <laughs> yeah, but but remembering that there's a lot of people and I'll run into people like out in public that it comes up that I've had home births or whatever and it's like you see people's minds just like where you forget that there's people who literally have never even met someone who would even consider having a home mm-hmm. birth. Like, mm-hmm. I know so many people who've had their babies at home, but then when you really think about the fact that only 3%, something like that, 3 to 4% of people are having their babies even outside of a hospital setting, and that includes birthing centers. Right. So there's really a small amount of people who actually have home births, but kind of when you get into these different ways of doing things you do meet a lot of other people and you yeah. you tend to kind of be surrounded by people that yeah. do things similarly but it makes me think of kind of my journey through birth and and thinking about the first people I ever knew who I ever heard of who'd had home mm-hmm. births and thinking that is just like I can't even like you don't have babies at home like you have babies at the hospital like, mm-hmm. what are they talking about why would they ever want to do something like that right. that's crazy that's unsafe like that's messy that's all these different stereotypes yes. and things and how when we don't have conversations and we don't talk about our experiences and we don't talk about research that's done and we don't talk about what we've been told by different 
the mainstream sources. Right. And we're not shown that there are other ways and that there are other ways that don't have to be as scary or as bad as they're made out to be. It can really limit people's um, choices in it and their thoughts through some of these things. 